It's it's older than some. Some, I yeah. I mean, yeah. But at least I had a childhood. <laughs> <laughs> at least I had a childhood. Yeah, not like me. This podcast will tell you the true story of becoming and being a professional musician. The only podcast that gives you honest insight into the musician's world. Hello, my name is Vasile Gerasmitz. I'm the principal cellist of the Stuttgart Philharmonic. With me is my good friend Leander Kippenberg, an exceptional cellist from Bremen, North Germany. This is the first of weekly episodes and we are going to talk about the ups and downs of our journey to become professional cellists. Leander, tell me Hello. how did it all start? How did it all start? First of all, I'm very happy to be here with you, Vasily, my good old friend. Me it too. Kind of was uh, already an important uh, moment when we met, actually, I guess, for both of us. But yeah, how did it all start? Well, I guess for me personally, things came a lot from my family, as it happens, I guess, with many musicians. My Both of my parents are musicians. Our musicians and uh, it's happened that my grandfather had a little cello at mm -hmm. home from my uncle and one day he brought it over and my parents thought that would be a really good idea <laughs> and I got this in my hands and started imitating my mom on the violin I guess. <laughs> yeah so how old yeah. you how old you were? I, I was nine years old. And basically, yeah, didn't really make any music before. I, yeah, nine, nine years, years old. So. That's that's kind of old already, right? Nine. Yeah, it's it's older than some. Some. I yeah. mean, yeah. But at least I had a childhood. <laughs> <laughs> at least I had a childhood. Yeah, not like me. Uh, no, I I had it at one two yes. And then so and then uh, you yeah you had different teachers so. How many uh, teachers you had, do you remember, actually? Yeah, I mean, it was quite complicated. So, I mean, I grew up in a very small village and uh, we didn't even have a bakery. So it, there was nothing going on. And the next thing that was in the city, which was the place where my school was, and we had visiting teachers always. So they and they always came and then they probably didn't feel they earned enough money or something. And then they left. So I had... In the very early beginning already, I think four different teachers just in the four, first, let's say, um, three or four years. So that's a lot of change. Yeah. Right. Until I came to the next city, which was already half an hour away, Fulda. And I had, I went to a music school and with this person I've stayed for yeah, maybe one and a half years. And uh, then I had a, and then I had my first professor. And after this, I had only one more teacher. So I think in total, probably six. Six, six teachers. teachers. Yeah. And what was the moment where you realized, like, oh, I want to become a professional cellist? Oh, uh, well, actually, the funny thing is about professional because this is a term. Like, what does it actually mean? Because it's funny that 
in a way, what what it means, it is actually the definition of it is in the, when you start earning money with it. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> I never I never really thought it about it that way. So uh, it was more like a mission that gradually grew under my skin. <laughs> I would okay. really say it like that. So in the beginning, I was kind of doing it on the side and had many different interests. And as I love being outdoors most of the time. And then um, it was the step actually. It was the step when I had my first professor who was very serious. And you know him because yeah. you were with the same professor. Yes. <laughs> because we both, right when we were 16, I think. 16, 16 15. No, no, no. It cannot be. No. I think even 13 or 14. Because okay, I think you are a bit younger, a little bit younger. Yeah. I was 15 and you were, I think, 14. Yeah, maybe 14. Yeah. So we were young students, right, with okay. him. Yeah. So, okay, like then, so let me uh, tell the story. So I, I started uh, when I was five years old. And actually, first I wanted to learn the violin. Oh. And because, so my, my siblings... I'm the youngest and my siblings already played an instrument and um, there was always like one hour during the day nobody was there everybody was practicing and I was so bored and I thought like oh I want also I want to experience how it is to practice and I was so excited <laughs> and <laughs> and I wanted to first learn the violin but my mother and my parents uh, so they they thought of, oh no my my sister's already playing the violin better I'm playing something else because of maybe a concurrence between between us. Yeah. And so my violin, uh, my my mother was smart and she took the violin and hold it was holding it between her legs, and uh, and and was imitating her and and then she told me, yeah, you know, when you hold the violin like this, then it's called cello. And I thought, <laughs> nice. oh yeah, okay, great. I want to learn cello. And then actually a couple of months later, I got a gift uh, on my fifth birthday and it was a cello, of course. Okay. And yeah, um, my my parents are musicians. So my mother is teaching the violin and my father is a um, um, trumpet player in, in Essen Philharmonic Orchestra. Hmm. And so for me, it was just, something totally natural like so yeah so you say it's it so you come totally from a musician family and basically it was the moment when you felt everyone else was doing something and you weren't that you thought okay there's a gap there's a hole so you what, what are other people doing in there they must be doing something useful and you thought oh i should be doing something useful as well <laughs> yeah but the funny part is i thought like oh i want to practice and then of course after I think already a couple of weeks I realized, oh no, practice is not so much fun as I <laughs> thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. How, did you, your parents like um, took, their, uh, took their care about that you will practice? Yes. It, they did. Um, it was particularly my mother. So she would actually practice with me always in the beginning. So I wouldn't really be practicing alone, actually. She'd be always there and she would help me. And she would also, she was quite <laughs> controlling in a way and always checking and also thinking. This was something that was, I think I learned uh, very, very much from her, but sometimes she would be also quite involved 
with my teacher's business and then it was hard for me to like she would always be interfering in what my teacher might see or say or what that so she would be doubting as well so um that that was something i i think that didn't help me establishing a relationship with my teachers because she would always be thinking like is that good or not is that the right teacher and i i should i should um help help him and then she would be always changing or like doing other things as well on top of what i was doing with my teacher just because she thought it was necessary maybe it was sometimes yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but funny. she did practice with my me. mother hmm? did the same so my mother oh, yeah. uh was always sitting with me in the uh, cello lessons and she was writing everything down what the teacher said and then mm. uh, she was uh, I had um, yeah she was always practicing with me together I think until I got like 11 or 12 so right when the moment when it's uh, the puberty, puberty 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 yeah puberty puberty started yeah and i of course didn't want to practice together with my mother anymore but Funny, yeah it was the same thing for me yeah yeah and and but to be honest i uh when i'm looking back i'm i'm glad because without her i would be not on that on that high level high level yeah uh, i'm yeah, pretty for, sure yeah for me it's the same it's funny that um i was basically also pretty much in that time of puberty i don't know for 13 14 i hated completely hated my mother she, I, i was banning them from everything that had something to do with the cello i felt it was it was a very difficult thing actually mm -hmm. uh, the whole relationship between um basically this moment of becoming a cellist and having a mother that is sort of worrying about me and my and the cello business it was i i, I was reflecting a lot on it and i think it was also quite disturbing because you know you you don't always want your mother uh being there for these kind of things you want her to be there for other things right. and then it seems like oh she cares at most if if it's about playing the instrument or uh, what you do with the instrument then if that grows too much then i don't know you you want yeah. you want you want your mom that's detached from this business somehow <laughs> mm. and then i think it sometimes I felt it was getting um, too close. And actually in this, uh, I did, I mean, let's, let's, did you have, so wait, wait, the first question you were asking is then when did it really become serious, right? Yeah. For me. But did you have, did you consider, like, did you have a time, because I had a time around this time of 14, something that I was really not motivated at all and i didn't want to play and i was actually not practicing it at all and mm. uh in a way didn't want to play the cello anymore that's at least what i what i thought i wasn't really caring and um my mom was desperate about this situation because <laughs> uh, maybe she thought i was talented i don't know maybe <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i uh yeah that's the other topic uh yeah the teachers and uh around you people said like you're talented talented yes because, yes always so um because i experienced the same it's like everybody was like oh you're talented and 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 so on and never understood why actually uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah 
and and it's an interesting topic so i think that's yeah. probably also why we got more serious into that because mm. we felt or around our environment experience like okay you are you are talented and you are good in that I, exactly and i think this was also for me this moment strangely uh with this uh, moment of me um being first time with my with Sunderling with a which was suddenly uh it all sounded like a huge opportunity that's like it's very suddenly like he's a you know I, I was already like imagining this majestic which actually was true at the end <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah like I, I was and it was all getting very serious and it was all sounding like a huge opportunity and I was um I was I, I got at least the idea that this was this was big and uh it was a chance that I somehow had to take mm -hmm. and um in this moment basically with moving to him and then uh him talking about music and stuff I was I was really um it was moving like it was speaking to me like it was uh like suddenly there was a, another op option another goal yeah. Yeah. like much much uh, more possibilities like oh wow this man has a career and all this kind of stuff and i was in another environment and i was yeah. going out and i was kind of put out of a normal somehow society so it suddenly it felt like oh wow now you have you're placed in a very special uh position oh, and really? that i did of course enjoy because i thought it was special ah <laughs> uh, yeah so um To, you know to, I mean. So for the listeners, so Michael Sandling, he is a professor, cello professor in Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And uh, so around when you, you are what, 14 years old or 15? Yeah, around this time. You got the chance, like you, 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 you played, you had a, a, like a... An audition, yeah. Audition. And then he offered you... Already, he offered, or you already uh, t t told you to to move to Berlin, or no? I had um, half a year, I think, with him, just pr just lessons like this, and then I moved to Berlin. Yeah, funny. I I had the same because I think yeah. we came the, around the same time. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, funny. Yeah. So this was the first moment where you got in touch with this like really serious cello professor. Uh, actually, I had I had the luck. Uh, it happened earlier for me. Actually, around the age of six, mm -hmm. I played already. I had already an audition with a professor, Professor Pop, and but he was uh, telling my mother, and I I was also in the same room. Yeah, he's holding the bow like like a stick. And uh, like everything is was bad, and I, I was just imagining that I was crying. Um, it wasn't so so bad, but as a child, you're sensible, and um, there there you can see how uh, uh, how much effort my mother put in. Like you know, I mm. I only played one year the cello, and she managed already an audition with a with a professor yeah. uh and then I, i remember then i was changing the teacher to to another teacher and she was really great uh, mechtel van der linde and 
And I think already around the age of nine, I had then started to have a lesson with this cello uh, professor, Pop. Mm-hmm. And and around 10, probably I was already only had only re- lessons with him. I was, we call it like young student. Yeah. Mm. And then, then I did this mistake to, to, to go to Sunderling. And actually, the only reason I, uh, I, I got to Sunderling was because he was living in Berlin. He was teaching in Frankfurt, but he lived in Berlin. And I wanted to, 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 to go to, to Berlin to live, to go to the, um, school, to the music school, Bach Gymnasium. How you call this? Yeah, the special music schools. The music yeah, like school, a, because my older siblings, my two older brothers, they also went have uh, went there, and mm. so it was like clear. Oh, I should also go to Berlin, and now we only have to to find a teacher who can can teach there. Mm. And uh, just a couple of months ago, I talked with my mother about this theme, and she told me actually after the audition. Like I, I don't think it's an audition. It's like a a, a a lesson you have, a first lesson where the teacher will find out how how you're responding and how you mm-hmm. you 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 feel how he's teaching. And after this first lesson, I I told actually my mother, oh, oh no, I don't like him. But anyway, I was going to him. Funny, yeah, and. Yeah, and when I'm looking back, it was actually a mistake. He was, or maybe not. I don't know because I learned other stuff. I learned afterwards more to trust myself, actually, and not to trust yeah, okay. so much what other um, people say. Yeah. So then, so uh, you moved also to Berlin. Why you moved to to Berlin? Also to the same same school like me. You were only one class uh, above me, right? Yeah, for a while. <laughs> I came, I graduated <laughs> downwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that will be a chapter for soon. Another coming. chapter, yeah. Soon will be coming the great failure of Vasily and Leander. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the moment. Yes. No, so for me, as I said, I was living in this little village and... Um, so basically, I started with this. So why I went to to Michael Sanderling was actually uh, because of a very good family friend who was director of the school in Frankfurt. So that was the con- connection. So he said, there's a young cello professor. He's not in Frankfurt since long. He still has space in his class and he's great. And I should um, I should uh, try to get in. So... Um, that was the first step why I went to him. And actually, I didn't get in, right? I, I was auditioning and I didn't get into the school, but he was actually saying, uh, I will prepare you for the next one. Wow. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. And he did prepare me and I did manage to get in the second time. So that's why like, he really took me because he also saw that I came from an environment with obviously... They were musicians, my parents, but um, and my mother 
is a professional. Like my, my father studied violin, but he's actually a theater guy. So he, he has a theater with masks and a puppet show and this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So he's, he's a bit of a, of an artist in many different directions. And, um, my mother was the one that kind of know the environment of professional, of, of professional, um, musicians because she was violinist in the Deutsche Kammerphilharmonie Bremen. Right. Mm. And, uh, so he saw that for me, so basically, yeah, for me that it was important to get into another, into a different environment in order to have, um, different, uh, input and, um, yeah, maybe I have to say basically it was, uh, yeah, it, it really, he really took me by the hand and said, okay, I'm, he, he's gonna take me, uh, and he took me into his class without even me be getting into the school. And then, and then he said, okay, because he knew, obviously he was living in Berlin and he knew the environment, um, of the school because, um, yeah, he was there himself. Right. I think so. He was well, again. I think he went to the Bach Gymnasium as well. Mm, yeah. He, I think so. how, he had, uh, you mean we had lessons? No, I think he went there himself as a, as a pupil. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, right. I, yes. I think so. And uh, so he he believed that it would be the best for me to um to go away and I was 16 and I I remember exactly this this day and I still was very close with my best friends from my village and uh, it was so sad I just remember this moment basically knowing okay something big is changing and the price for basically uh, having a, this huge opportunity of you know special musical what is happening now you go and study with professor blah 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 and you go and get to know i don't know berlin the city of germany whatever everything's happening there and i moved out and uh, i was kind of overwhelmed i mean this it was all overwhelming in the beginning anyway but um yeah it was a very sad moment mm. to leave my friends i remember waving to my friend when i left with the car and with all my packed stuff and it's really sad yeah and it changed it changed a lot for me yeah for me it was a different situation my my parents uh, got into a divorce when yeah. i was 14 years old and it was really really hard uh, for me to 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 realize the situation so my um, my mother moved out and I was living in this kind of bigger house alone with my father and all my siblings, they didn't live there anymore. Uh, anymore. And I just realized I, I want, because I felt like my family is, I don't have any home more. Like my home is broken because of mm. that. And and I just uh, uh, um, remember, like every day, my my father was making me the breakfast for for school, and I could always see his red eyes because of of crying the whole night, 
um, because of that situation. And I just remember I just wanted to get out there. Like I felt like yeah. if I felt like my home is destroyed and I have to build my own home somehow. I have to. Mm. So that's why I, I really wanted to move to Berlin and to be more in control of my environment, to be my own boss more. And mm. so actually I I'm, uh, I was quite happy to move there. But now when I'm looking back, yeah, it's kind of sad, but I, I think it was a really lonely time, I have to be honest. Mm. This time in Berlin, the couple of years, of course, you I, I, I had my friends, I had you, I had um, friends to play with, but most of the time I was, I felt really lonely. And also I didn't had, I didn't talk so much to my parents. They they were so busy with themselves, I, I, I think. And um, there, so there was no nobody who was really taking care about me. I felt like I also what what kind of of notes I was I, I had in school. Nobody mm. was taking care about this so much, and so it was a really tough environment for me. And uh, also to suddenly I really had to manage myself and discipline myself to practice the cello. Mm. How was it yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah, I remember actually also being. I mean, actually, just one question: what What environment did you grow up? Is what did you come from a city or? Uh, no, not yeah. So, so the city is called Essen. It's uh, it's yeah. It's a it's not a big city, but I think we have six hundred thousand hmm. uh, a population of six hundred thousand. And um, we lived a little bit outside of the city, not really outside, but it's like in an environment where a lot of other family houses are. But close to that, there was also a forest. And so I would, so I didn't grow up in a village, but it was a more calmer environment with, mm. with the opportunity to, to have close to you the nature, what I really enjoyed. And mm. My, I had three. I have three siblings, and they also. So my two older brothers, they are also professional cellists, um, musicians. My uh, older oldest brother Nikolai, he's a pianist, and my second brother, he's a percussionist, and actually really successful. He's like a superstar in the percussion scene, and he's a professor in Munich. And my sister, when she uh, was around 12 years old she stopped playing the violin also because of she uh, yeah. the same time same time puberty how you how you spell this correctly puberty 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 she was so she said no i don't want to do it anymore and i think because she was the only girl and uh, we are the three brothers. She was like, now, I, now I'm doing something completely different. And today she's uh, architecture. She's uh, working for the mm -hmm. office in, in Cologne. Mm. So this is like the environment. Uh, my my mother was always teaching violin at home, and my father had his um, 
yeah, he worked in the orchestra there. So, yeah, uh, uh, my environment was a lot of um, musicians and my friends, they, from school, they were not living so close, actually, to, to my house. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can. It, it's just uh, it pops up this this image that when actually I wonder, I wonder, like, I, I understand the situation with your brothers and I can completely imagine being growing up with, I don't know, like people that actually kind of no, it's sometimes it seems like they all want to obviously achieve something and uh, they are older and uh, your dad is busy basically working, uh, making music and your mother teaches other people to become better and <laughs> to get better at, uh, at their instruments. And then it's always there, I guess, this, uh, this smell of, well, you practice, you get better and there's right. some, something might come out and then they are already ahead. Obviously, your brothers are, how much older yeah. is your oldest brother? It was as, right in the beginning, it was clear. Um, I, somehow I become a professional musician. Like when I'm starting to get lessons and to practice, it was kind of clear. This is like, I do this professionally somehow. Mm. I don't know. This this was because also how my mother was managing it. Uh, I was going from one competition to to another. Actually, also I, I won a couple of them, and uh, actually it was high, uh, kind of high pressure. But I think it was good actually because I feel like now I'm I can handle pressure quite well because my, my mm. mother never could she was just imagine one situation I had with her so I think I was around the age of eight yeah really really young and we were in Austria and there was a competition uh, I was playing and uh, and I, I also won it actually and there I had to play the next day And I was practicing with my mother together. And it was in the evening. And I I, I, I played the music and suddenly I stopped because I couldn't remember how it will go further. Yeah. And then my mother started, Oh, should we should we go now? Should we go back to Germany now? You you're not remembering what you have to play tomorrow. And um And oh. yeah, but the funny part somehow I was, was I was always like, no, mom, don't worry, I, I can do this. So I was always playing the role of uh, making her calm, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, and but when actually she should make you calm. Yes, <laughs> poor you yes, playing a competition. Yes, that's funny. But actually, I'm I'm happy it's not the other way around. Um, so because now these days I can handle stress situations quite well. Mm. But anyway, it was not a nice moment because when your own mother, like, like I think like 12 hours before you have your um, concert for the competition, um, saying like, oh, oh, I think we should we should go home now. <laughs> you. At least she gave you the option. 
<laughs> yeah. And so, and, and now I remember also, my brother was also there. Uh, Nikolai, my older brother, he's six years older than me. And this was, of course, also great luck. Uh, I always had a pianist on my side. I always mm. play, played with him. We also together won the, the German competition and um, we are all, all the concert I'm playing with him together or even we play concert together we three brothers so percussion piano and cello so this is of course uh, a luck I'm of course not so much realizing because I'm just so used to it to have it mm -hmm. yeah and was that how how was that did you enjoy it most of the time or were was it complicated between you brothers uh fights No, I uh, for me not. So I know there was huge problems between, and not not still not not today not. But like let's say there are tensions. But in in the childhood there was a lot of tension between my two older brothers, because they are so close in age between their mm. two years, and my the younger brother Alexei, of course wanted to be show, wanted to show he's stronger. As, as Nikolai and so there's there was always a competition mm. but um, because I'm six years younger you knew uh, you were weaker and that was fine yeah that was <laughs> fine I was youngest and I didn't have to prove anything and um, so and and actually what also was great everybody played his own instrument everybody has his own expertise you know so mm. even today when we rehearse together it's working quite quite well um to be honest yeah sometimes can be get a little bit heated up if we work too much together but in general um i think it, it yeah it worked fine yeah mm. So, mm. So, yeah Uh, so you talk. you do, didn't uh, you didn't tell you you have siblings or you, you don't yeah i i do i have a sister and she she played a few instruments for a bit but nothing nothing quite as serious as as i did with the cello i don't ask me why i it just happened that i seem to be very it is all it's very easy going for me mm. which was a blessing and at the same time also Well, the curse, <laughs> as they say, because, I don't know, just suddenly you, you become someone who is, who is the person that's good at playing the cello and that's mm. talented and it sort of sticks at you, it sticks with you, doesn't leave your side. <laughs> right. It can be also, yeah, it can be also, yeah, it can be a great opportunity and give great opportunities, but it can also... You know, make you just a bit less independent. I think yeah. that was that was something I felt uh, a, a lot, and I think it's interesting. Let's let's think about this uh, moment when it all got serious, because I think that's really interesting. That because it wasn't in the beginning for me. It really it was. I remember loving it and being somewhere like this music door has opened gradually 
already very early in my childhood because my dad used to play the piano for example that's a really important thing for me that opened my uh, ears to music that my dad was playing every evening piano piano music every evening and i was oh. i was saying i think he had to play with open doors because i wanted to hear it this was kind of the most for me as i remember the most intimate moments with my dad when he wasn't with me but played the piano and i loved it because he loved it so that was a funny thing and he never performed piano right like he oh. was doing it for himself because he was studied the violin right oh, wow so this was some some funny some funny aspect and uh yeah basically um when it got yeah then it got serious with uh, moving to berlin and suddenly you're in this environment where people come from crazy backgrounds that have been practicing four hours since they are 10 11 12 years old sometimes i think there mm. were some people that was, was completely normal and i until i went to berlin i practiced one hour maximum maximum yeah but until actually I was me too I'm, I'm, <laughs> you too yeah maybe two hours but mm. that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's so funny because a lot of people uh, who do doesn't doesn't know me, they they they, uh, they and then they think like, oh, Vasily, yeah, you probably practice like every day for hours since you are a baby, but I never did. Like at the beginning, I yeah, one hour I would say one to two hours, maybe two hours. Yeah, I think two hours, and then. Yeah, sometimes I practice more, but then I think I think it was kind of equalizing itself because there were also moments I was not practicing at all. Mm. So <laughs> um, it was really depending. So you you practice one hour and then in, in in Berlin. Yeah, so basically I practiced one hour. This was when I was with Sunderling, so I think I I was doing this. But even before that, I was half an hour and stuff and very very little attention anyway because i wasn't also so motivated and then coming to berlin and seeing everyone was practicing three hours for us i did actually also i remember us going to every weekend going to the school and just sitting in these rooms and practicing until and basically all the time and i was I didn't know what to do actually with this instrument. I remember like looking at walking through the corridor, seeing you doing sometimes your jazz thing and you telling me that you are booking actually rooms now without a piano. So you don't get distracted. Yeah. That's a huge problem. <laughs> so because you, I, I remember. Yeah. Because, uh, so I, I could not, I could not practice. I, I was not really disciplined and yeah. And, right. Me neither. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I, so I wouldn't know what to do. So that's why I started to play the piano, or and so since I'm, I had piano lessons like like one or two years when I was uh, around the age uh, of seven or eight, and then I always pl uh, still played the piano just for myself, actually. And that's also funny because what you said before, piano I always played only for myself, hmm. and then because I enjoyed it so much it's uh i developed more and more skills on it and then later on there was a huge problem if i had a room with a piano and i had to practice cello and i was not focused i would sit there and would just play four hours piano and not cello <laughs> why did you did you ever consider becoming a pianist <laughs> 
it, because my so my my brother was already a pianist, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the interesting part I didn't so I I was not I never played classic pieces uh, of music uh, on the piano. I always played my own music. I was always composing, and it was for me the piano was kind of a a a tool to express myself to express my feelings like i was like in a boring mood or maybe i was in a sad mood and then i was just was playing something to express myself yeah I, i'm really curious now what then was the cello for you why was that not this same why did not have why did you not have the same let's say a freedom and uh, curiosity and uh, like exploration just like i mean you did i remember you did also like to do the the jazz but in right there, there were two worlds somehow for you yeah yeah maybe but yeah no i also enjoyed to play uh, to play the cello but to practice is a different world and it's also a different world where if you have to learn a piece of music you know then yeah, it's course. really work and it's not pleasure so and uh if on the piano there there was no nobody there was no pressure i think that's 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 it and on on the cello i, I always felt pressure and always felt like i'm not doing enough i have to practice and yeah so do you feel actually your time in berlin when it started was the pr productive time for you? Did you practice more? Um, Because I don't. I, I feel like it was... Yeah. I was not practicing really much. And uh, it was not pro think, yeah. productive at all for me. But yeah. I, maybe I'm also confused. Maybe I remember it it wrong because somehow somehow i ended as a principal cellist in stuttgart i don't know how this happened actually <laughs> to be honest because there was a lot of times during my whole career i was not practicing at all or hmm. <laughs> so hmm. i think uh i was for sure i was practicing a lot more i, I was playing the cello a lot more i was really trying so but the funny thing is this that I was in this different environment and I had suddenly all these really good people around me, right? Like everyone, like so many people play so well in, in this environment. And it was also so much, it was so much about playing well and talented and everyone's talented and with this music special school and uh, only a few people get in here. And <laughs> so, yeah. and I did practice, more. I did play more. So, but for me, the difficult thing was this... Um, I I wasn't finding my own path in that environment. I wasn't. So I was kind of, I remember getting some recognition because apparently even in that environment, I was still kind of looked at, at like, oh, I was one of the talented ones, right? Like we were both kind of like, oh yeah, we were some of, one of the talented ones. Yeah, so we are Sunderling yeah. students. So Sunderling students, exactly. Yeah, that's, like, because so... Nobody exactly. else was there as a cellist could say, like, oh, something. Yeah. It's only the ones that were with Peter Bruns that were even on another level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but um, basically, uh, so in a way, I think I was just fighting. On a, like, what my work basically was this 
playing and trying to be even more something like maybe more talented or like expressing like being something but i had no idea what i was actually doing i was just going down the same route until the end i wasn't really learning so and this so i was just basically relying on my talent i was relying on me being kind of uh, also physically talented this is a it's a thing so basically i think i was always i was i'm physically quite uh fit you know i can manage quickly to to get to grasp things so i can have quick fixes of problems at least for a while but i didn't really manage to 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 find this kind of discipline and knowing what i was actually doing do you know what i mean so basically until the end i was just running after just trying to be better but not really understanding uh, what um, I, I, what, what you have to do I, to become better. You just didn't yeah, know. and what what? But my, actually, you know, me too. Path, but it was no more. I felt more more the issue of the teacher because Zanderling was a diff so, so this is for me personally. So because uh, Zanderling was for me the wrong teacher because he he learns differently. He he have a different perspective how to play the cello yeah. he he's always thinking with his head like always like okay before you have to play this sound you have to think to do this and and it's so on true. and i never was this kind of person and, and i never and i'm never i am i'm uh, i'm how to say like i've always like i follow always my intuition like when it's music then i'm just yeah just play it because it sounds sounds great Yeah. And um, and the, the issue was I I tried always to become the next Sunderling, to become to to think about every every detail, and the funny part is just made my cello play worse and worse. I remember that people told me, actually Vasily, some a couple of years ago, ago you played better. It's funny because I I mean, so. I am really grateful for a lot of things that happened, but in a way, this, I think, I think you, we both are somewhere really strong willed and energetic people. Mm -hmm. Like we have always things in our minds. We are very active yeah, and we have also quite like physically alive. So, and for me, there was a very similar time when I was also trying to understand what he wanted from me. <laughs> and to it's exactly this thing of this this uh method about understanding 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 but what i remember what i actually probably needed is someone to almost uh to to you know like physically to to have to take uh to um take me by by the hand but mm. um so I did have this different experience with someone talking so uh, so physically, so physically about things, so yeah. sometimes blunt and technical and direct, yeah. Yeah. and not about like I didn't and I didn't manage to to understand the things often he wanted from me as well. So I find it's funny that you had a similar issue <laughs> issue, yeah, with this different uh methods yeah this mindset yeah he's just so a different approach yeah yeah I, it's I a different it, yeah. way to learn 
and so everybody's different and so but so yeah and actually then uh, i think after one and a half year or two years he kicked he wanted to kick me out out of the class uh see he said he he made an appointment with me uh, to a restaurant and then we're going to we were going to eat there and then he told me yeah vasily so um i want you to kick out of the class and i wow. was like what yeah because you're not doing the things i'm telling you like this was like the, the basic yeah and what was actually true like a lot of things so i think my my self confidence was already on a on a good level and i felt like what he's saying is not really helping me i mm. felt like this and that's why i was not really doing what he he said yeah and i remember also yeah. yeah i was disagreeing with him yeah but he tried to um to change my 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 thinking and he didn't realize that i'm the wrong person to do that mm. with me like um i was not capable of doing the things like how he did and yes and actually and the things how he doing it i felt i felt i'm and still feeling it's uh, a weakness because the muscle memory yeah the muscle memory and um it's a great strength if you connect your your feeling your emotion is connect to uh, the physique to your muscles you know if you know mm. oh i want to sing this phrase what sunderling actually is, is saying he w never will say like oh yeah you have to feel no he will say yeah so you have to think about your right hand it have first put it put your bow on the strings then so yeah and and so on mm. and then he's saying you know this is a great method to do it because if you once can describe it like in a book everything in the detail then you always will remember it to do it again yeah it's, it's, i do remember this your memory of emotions is so much stronger than anything what is written like but maybe for him not yeah maybe maybe for him it's a different i, I believe so uh that's uh, he's a different kind of person and intuition is not so much a thing for him i i believe but he didn't recognize that in in us i believe or and at least in me and tried to to sh to stop somehow my intuition like you have to think and i was starting to playing the cello and I was hating it more and more and actually i wanted to stop playing the cello i remember there was a crisis where i really th was so close to say no i cannot do it anymore because he was putting all the pressure on me and uh oh you have to do it and I, I don't want to practice and and luckily yeah luckily after this two years i changed to another teacher to peter bruns and uh this was great because bruns was more this kind of neutral person he was um giving me the free freedom to express myself and to be my own yeah interesting man yeah yeah uh, yeah it's really interesting and you uh, experienced the same i had i i um 
I did have a similar, a very similar point with this uh, basically wanting to, I mean, for me, it was just the moment when I thought I just will, I just did not get it. And I even said it, I don't understand anymore. I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Like it didn't, it's, it felt more and more removed and I didn't know. So I did, I did f experience something similar, like in the way with this, uh, I mean, I'm also really happy. I mean, I'm very lucky. I had a completely different experience afterwards, like for a full six years studies, right? Like this was just the first that my kind of confused chapter, which happily ended for me with 21 <laughs> with moving away from Germany. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, during that time, it was definitely, uh, it was impossible for me to go that path. To be able to uh, be that kind of disciplined about myself, I was young, uh, confused, and I needed—I don't know what—but I—I uh, I do understand it, though. I do understand what he wanted from from us, I guess, and I do understand that uh, this kind of um, discipline and to be to reflect, but. You are, it's, it's impossible, I think, for a young, if, if you are, if you function differently, I think. Yeah, yeah. if you function differently. So uh, probably, um, like, s somehow, uh, uh, some, somebody like, um, what is his name? Ben, ben, uh, Benny? No. Um. <laughs> you don't remember? Benji! Benji! Oh, Benji! I know! Benji, this our our colleague. This is a diff completely exactly. Yeah. He would be able to do to learn exactly that way. Yeah, he's just yeah. he was he always uh, had like the best marks in in school always, and he just was so good and just doing what somebody told him, like yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, he was a genius in a way in this way. Like he was flawless flawless it's impossible i always thought i lived with him i always thought this is not possible he cannot make mistakes and i thought how is it possible because my problem was always that i under never understood how can someone make no mistakes because there were always mistakes in everything in school in cello there was always something wrong i never understood why and the the technique to basically erase the the mistakes or the flaws with the head That was exactly the thing that didn't work for, for me. Yeah. What, what's his last name again? Lai. Lai. Benjamin Lai, yeah. I mean, I loved him. Yeah. We had so much fun together. I mean, we really did. Like, yeah. But, but what, like... Um, do you know what he's doing today, actually? Um, I, I, he's married and he's... He's married? Yeah, he married just recently and he's... Uh, um, I try to be in contact. I try to be also in contact with uh, we, John we, Bay. We have to invite him to this show. Well, I, I don't know how how his uh, English skills are. Mm. Yeah. Oh, perfect. He lives in America. All right. He speaks every language. He speaks Chinese, American, German, French. Right. I and every every language fluently. No, but actually, I mean. One thing I think this is really I think for me is also is is this there are two two different ways of thinking. Mm. One is you can 
think about what you should do, control it with your brain. And the other thing is basically to just be aware of what the move of what you do. And that can help. And you can basically, this is exactly what it is, is you can, it's, a, it's not the, so controlled, but it's also very reliable. Right. It's just different programming. One is control and the other one is natural programming. And that's, do you know what I mean? For me, so this was what this uh, this is really I think for me this was the very different thing. One is you program your brain to do lots of different amazing movements to be able to perform uh, well. Yeah. The other thing is you uh, learn in a natural way that you can use mm. in stressful situations. And it I think the thing funny thing is is there are different people that they rely on different things in in stressful situations and i think for example someone like him for sure he relies on his brain mm. yes. and for me i rely on something really different i rely on this on my breath for example on my feeling on my sensation right. on my sensation of playing the instrument muscle memory that is the big difference yeah, and i did too. not have someone teaching me that until i went to london because mm. she works exactly the same way as i she that's what i said last time as well she's not saying well this is uh, uh you know adjectives and uh, saying names it's like it's uh, it's like you know these energies and and something's happening there and it's like space and this wobbly so this is all <laughs> i don't know these kind of things but uh, and this for me suddenly was alive and the other thing was dead and i was feeling i was dying yeah okay that's a good ending ending phrase <laughs> <laughs> the next episode we're going to talk about our time after school yes but there's one thing i want to to tell everybody because we actually lived together for mm. one year or less i think one year basically yeah yeah And it was fun, a, a lot of fun time, I, I think. Or uh, maybe I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Not only, mister. <laughs> We had both. It was a lot of fun with parties. But I also remember, obviously, we were competitors. That yeah. was true. Yeah. I remember one situation. I think we both were practicing uh, at the same, same time. Or maybe yes. not saying about we were practicing Shostakovich cello concerto. Yes, I remember exactly the same moment. And I was so we we both were practicing, and uh, in our flat, uh, in different rooms, uh, in our rooms, of course. And I there's this uh, in the first movement of Shostakovich concerto. There's this GG. Yeah. So you have to you 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 play low like do and then you have to hit this high note G, and I was practicing this, and but what Leander didn't know I was cheating, to to uh, impress him I I just um, I faked it that I would always try to hit the note I and instead played uh, the the lower note on my second string so it was not difficult, so I was only playing. Dum, so it was all the time I was hitting the note because it was not difficult because I was not really doing this uh, how you say Lagenwechsel uh, 
The shift. The shift. Yeah. I was not doing the shift. I was not doing a shift. But from the outside, it was would sound I was doing a shift. And Leonard was like, what the f***? How he's kept always hitting the, the note. And But you remember the same moment? Or yeah, no? yeah, I remember. In the next episode, we're going to talk about what happened in our journeys after school. That was Cello Wheel Talk. Thank you for joining us and we hope you join us again next week. <laughs>